feminist friends and welcome to Real Feminism, the podcast where we discuss films from an intersectional feminist perspective. I am your host Jo and today I'm joined by two co-hosts, Amon hey. and Hedvig. Hello. And this podcast might be a bit weird because your host is very hungover and tired, so we'll see how that goes with this. Today we're going to talk about Wonder Woman, which came out in 2017 and was directed by Patty Jenkins, who was an actual woman. I don't think we've had a lady directing a film since Bend It Like Beckham. There were two ladies on the producing team, um, one of them being Deborah Schneider, who is Zach Schneider, Schneider, whatever. She's Zach's wife, so I think she produces most of the films he works on. Interestingly, for a film about a woman there weren't any women on the writing team at all oh that's really interesting yeah yeah i was like oh maybe that's why this film isn't as good as it could be because although it's directed by a woman so god knows what it would have been like otherwise it still did not have any women at least on imdb there aren't any women credited on the writing team just disappointing that is actually because hasn't it been heralded as some kind of brilliant feminist film yeah, yeah. I guess because it was like the first. I know there've been other female superhero movies like mm. Catwoman, but we don't need to talk about that because that was not a good film. But I guess when this came out, like we'd had all of the Iron Man, Thor, all of those films, and this was like the first female-fronted superhero movie, mm. which is why I think it was going to be. It was meant to be such a big deal. Before we got on recording we were all saying that when this film came out we thought it was quite a good film and now we no longer feel that way (laughs) i don't know about you guys but i think when i first saw it i was just so happy that it was a female superhero Mm -hmm. and now watching it again i can think of all the things that should have been done better and that just kind of ruins the enjoyment of it for me a bit yeah definitely i think when it came out it was mostly like you said joe finally female superhero that wasn't like a sidekick or like a small smaller role mm. main role so I think that's also as a feminist I feel like you had to like it almost because it was sort of the first big superhero film mm-hmm. with a female lead agreed what about you woman you said you also don't like it anymore yeah I just it's a bit like what Hedwig said that we all you know because you have to love it because it's a female lead but I think that kind of got lost in the, there's no storyline. Like the storyline isn't great. And so I think from my perspective, it's like, there's not much of a storyline. It's not like Black Panther, which was a, you know, like an all black cast, but the storyline was incredible. Mm-hmm. And every time I watch it, it gets better. This one, I just feel like there's, it's so one dimensional when they could have done so much more with their character. Yeah. And, she's still also, and she's still surrounded by men all the time and and I get that was the time but it was just felt a bit flat yeah I agree it was um and also I just find it weird that she was interested in Steve he's just a normal I mean I know she'd never Mm. seen a man before but she's a goddess he's just a mortal average man sorry that's what that's the problem was one of the problems with it was that her whole the whole premise of it was she was obsessed with a guy and she followed him out she didn't know him she kind of her loyalty to her her crew like went over like this guy Mm. yeah I found that strange too because I feel like if you would have grown up with this amazing tribe of warriors that like support each other and they hold your back like why would you uh, yeah 
I, I didn't really get that. <laughs> but in good news, it does pass the female Bechdel test, but only in like the first part of the film where they're on the island with all the Amazons. Well, even then, I was looking, and maybe I was being a bit extra, but I only counted <laughs> like two or three black women. It wasn't, yeah. even then, like the diversity within that, it was either, I felt, and I might have missed it, but I felt it was either white or black. There wasn't mm. really, I know Gal Gadot is obviously in, like, you know, not white herself, but it didn't feel like there was a mixture of women. Mm. And then even the, and the black characters didn't have a lot to say. Yeah, I did write down, like in the list of intersectional characters, I wrote down Artemis and Philippus, who were two of the black Amazons. Mm. But I had to just go back on IMDb and check their faces because I was like, I don't think their names get mentioned no. in the film, or at least it's not. Yeah, you're right, they don't have. The only women on the Amazon island who seem to stand out are Hippolyto, who's the queen, and Hyope, who's, I guess, the leader of the warriors. There are the two, and obviously Diana. Yeah. They're the two that sort of stand out. The rest just seem to be like background people. Yeah. So we also have Etta on the female character side. And I'm so glad Etta's in it. I think she, is she Steve's sec, secretary? Why can't I say that? Secretary. <laughs> but she was actually funny and seems like more of a normal woman. And the actress who played her is in the new Sabrina series. And I'm quite fond of that show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm glad Etta was in it. And then there's Dr. Poison, whose real name I can't remember. Mora? Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right, Mora. Who creates all of the poison that uh, is being used to kill the English, I guess. <laughs> and then the other intersectional characters, we have Samir, who's played by a man who's French, but with Moroccan heritage. And then we have the chief, who is the Native American character. I couldn't tell that it passed the intersectional Bechdel test. Yeah. The chief is, he smuggles them in. So they meet him on the outskirts of the battle and he has like all of the cigarettes and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know about you guys, because spoilers i'm not native american but i really hated the scottish character that they had because he just felt so weirdly stereotypical and over the top that he was drunk loads and was getting bar fights and then he was also singing and i just found it very weird so i was wondering whether the chief whether he was very stereotypical of what america views native american people to be but it's harder to pick that out because not I mean I'm not Scottish either but I kind of rolled my eyes and was like this seems like such a caricature of what an American person thinks a Scottish person Mm. is like so I don't know whether the chief is similarly not great yeah that's hard because like I don't think well none of us are Native Americans so yeah I did mean to do some research but then I got very drunk last night and did not prepare at all today so (laughs) (laughs) so never mind maybe some of our listeners can let us know whether or not he is a shitty version of someone who's Native American. I don't know. He does, he smoke signals later on. I did roll my eyes a bit. I was like, of course. He's, he's going to be signaling by smoked people. And then Samir, I don't know what to make of him, I guess. He was mostly just very, maybe a stereotype of what Americans think French people are like, because he was 
really flirtatious with Diana and was very much like, I love beautiful women. And I don't know whether that's what American people think French people are like all the time. Just sex, sex, sex. Very yeah. mm. Ooh, what should we talk about first? Should we discuss all the Amazons, seeing as that's the first part of the film? Mm-hmm. What did you guys think about Gal Gadot in general? Because I, I didn't find it very believable that she was a warrior. No. She's very skinny. Mm. And like some of the other, like I can't remember whether it was Artemis maybe or Philippus, they seemed quite hench and like you want to want to get on the wrong side of them, whereas she's much more, I don't know, it didn't look like she'd done a lot of fighting. Yeah, I think it's like, I am torn when it comes to this because on one side, they're semi-gods or some sort of gods. So I feel like they should probably be, they're like untouchable or very sort of intact in their appearance. And I mean, I would expect someone who lived on an island that's probably quite rough and you fight as your main occupation to be a bit more roughed up and be very sort of buff. Yeah, and not be so like polished and shiny. But then once again, if they are gods, maybe they're not affected by, you know, the earthly laws. (laughs) (laughs) So they just stay polished and beautiful constantly. I don't know. Yeah, that is one thing I noticed that when she fights, nothing, her hair is still perfect. Like, it's just unrealistic. Yeah. But I don't know whether she is meant to be delicate because she's meant to be the softer, like her mom's meant to be quite brutal, isn't she? And the army chief lady, again, is quite like stern because she kept saying to her, like, you're not, you're too, like, you don't believe in your own self and you don't, you know, you trust people too much. But so I don't know if she's meant to be a bit delicate because as a personality, she's a lot more delicate. Yeah, the fact that she like left her Amazon Onian women to go and fight a war that she knew nothing about to help protect people. Mm. I don't know if that was part of the whole character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Throughout a lot of the film, I did keep reminding myself that she is a goddess. So although it's it feels kind of annoying that she looks perfect all the time, I was like, well, I guess there is an explanation for that because it turns out she is a goddess. But if you think of like male superheroes, mm. I feel at least they sweat when yeah. they fight and like they get a bit dirty and I don't know. I mean, Thor, he's, just, he's like, he's a god and he gets all like roughed up and looks a bit shit constantly. <laughs> this but, is, is this film made for men or is it made for women? So Lee, Lee actually did some research for me yesterday. And Patty Jenkins, um, he found a quote. So my main issue with the film are her high heels because she has a wedged boot. You don't, I didn't, I was like, she doesn't. She can't, but she does, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. It really makes me mad. And apparently Gal Gadot couldn't like run and do stunt stuff in a heeled shoe. So they had to CGI it in, which is no ludicrous and also and this was just from one article so i don't know how much it's fact-checked but the scene where she's dancing with steve apparently she's wearing flats in that scene so that she's not taller than him because they're not that dissimilar in height and they didn't want her to be the same height or taller than him it would make absolute sense for her to be taller than him because she is a goddess yeah i know it's really 
It's really weird, but apparently Patty said it's total wish fulfillment, she says, adding that the warriors have flats for heavy fighting. I, as a woman, want Wonder Woman to be hot as hell, fight badass, and look great at the same time. The same way men want Superman to have huge pecs and an impractically big body. That makes them feel like the hero they want to be. And my hero in my head has really long legs. You can have long legs, you just don't have to wear heels. I mean, it's impractical. It is. You can't run with heels. Like, the fact that Gal Gadot can't do the stunts in heels just doesn't mean Gal Gadot can't. No one can. Yeah. And it's so... I've said this so many times to people. Their island was hidden away from humanity during, like, the ancient Grecian period when high heels wouldn't have been a thing. They They weren't a thing yet. So whilst those women might have invented high heels themselves it just is like they're only wearing it to make her look sexier and to make her legs look better what's to say would they have because they're in a hot island they're always going to wear like flip-flops or their thongs whatever they call them you know like <laughs> sandals but they're not gonna and heels aren't designed for women to make them feel better they're designed to look good for men so they would never an island of women isn't going to create heels are they no so yeah her having them was like there's no this doesn't make any sense this is a choice that i guess patty or someone else has made to be like no i want her to have heels on that film is but sometimes it felt like that film was really to satisfy the male fantasy rather Mm. than the female fantasy of what a superhero is yeah for all its faults like batwoman or catwoman wherever it's called at least you know like she looks like if, if and I, I get what patty smith is saying about her version of it but just mm, it's mm. about the male fantasy because also the other thing is her outfit i'm sorry but like and then like like you said she's a goddess but there were no marks on her mm. there's no dirt marks on where she's like the rubble you know like practically there's no bits of cement in the hair or like you know any marks on her body like yeah can't be that flawless and I was, because I was saying to Lee, so I was like, is that really what men want? They look at Superman and they just think, oh, wow, I'd love to be like that. And that makes them feel good because I was like, I don't know whether men and women are coming at this in two different directions. Like men still, are, I think actually more now since the superheroes have taken off, men experience a lot of like body shaming stuff. But for women, like our whole lives, we've experienced people telling us that we don't look right and that we need to be skinnier and we need to be more like this and we need to look beautiful and etc etc so I feel like for women to come to that film and just see this woman who is beautiful she's skinny she looks perfect all the time it's like I don't that doesn't make me feel good that doesn't make me think I want to strive for that just like why am I bothering there's also something with I'm thinking about the male superheroes that all have there's a vulnerability in them that i think people can relate to like you have the hulk who's so self-conscious and he's has a lot of anxiety i mean not the hulk but bruce and then you have like iron man who also has loads of trauma and anxieties and i feel like a lot of the male superheroes have so much baggage and maybe that's why people can relate to them i don't know superman that well so i can't really speak for him maybe he's just perfect i don't know <laughs> but i feel like they're all imperfect in some way and that one that's what makes a superhero but i don't really feel that with 
Wonder Woman, for example. Like there's nothing that makes her relatable or human. I mean, she is a goddess, but as a person you can relate, as a woman that you can relate to her in some way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen The Mandalorian. I can't remember the woman's name. I've only seen the first series, but there's a woman who fights alongside The Mandalorian in like the finale and she is an ex-MMA fighter apparently and she is like pretty hench to look at her and I was kind of like comparing like Gal Gadot to that woman I was like obviously you can't just hire actresses who are ex MMA fighters but I was like I just I thought she was really cool she was believable you would I would look at her and be like she can fight like yeah yeah it's believable and also it felt more like I just found myself thinking oh she's so cool I'd be so cool to be more like her. There wasn't a single part of me that wanted to be like Diana at all. And there was a lot of reference made to her looks and how beautiful she was throughout the film, like which I thought also took away from her because you never get a male superhero and everyone going, oh, well, do you actually, do they focus on their looks? Like, but like making pointed comments about how beautiful they are. Mm. Away from her strength yeah and I I was again saying to Lee that I kind of wish she'd been gay as well because the idea of all of these men fawning over her and her just being like you've literally got no chance I could not care less about you guys I just would have found more interesting plus we didn't see any I know we didn't see that much of the Amazons in their life but there was no indication of any kind of gay relationships going on on the island which irritated me as well so I'm like and we expect to believe that they're just not interested in sex because there's no men around. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and Diana even says later on that in the book that she read about sex stuff, they'd come to the conclusion that men are necessary when it comes to procreation, but when it comes to pleasure, unnecessary. Which made me laugh quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, if they're not, I don't even know if they can procreate because Diana was created out of clay. So are they just, not that I wanted to see like a porno at the start yeah. of the film, but, and I know, cause Lee was like, but they're trying to follow the comics. And I was like, I know, but it's just a bit shit. Like I think Antiope and Hippolyta are sisters. What if they'd been lovers? That wouldn't have made the story that much different. Yeah, so true. Or maybe not have a love interest at all. Maybe they're just yeah. Uh, asexual. Yeah. And they would, she would just become friends with this, with Steve, yeah. and we would just hang out. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's like they would just. It's like they've been waiting around on that island for yeah. man to come and save them romantically. Yeah, I really wish the whole romance thing with Steve wasn't in it. it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why is she interested in this man? He's kind of arrogant. I know he's very brave, but he's just a normal man as much as he says to her that he's above average for a man. He's just, I don't know, it was just like, yeah, it's just annoying. I, I think I find it annoying watching, like, she's such a strong woman. Why is she interested in this insignificant man? Sorry, Chris Pine. But I also, pretty much all the characters Chris Pine seems to play are super arrogant men, and I, I'm not a big fan of his because yeah, of that. He's isn't he? Because that works for him. Yeah. But also, if you are to do a film with female lead that's usually played by men, like in, in this genre, like superhero movies, 
doesn't need to follow the same structure as it does. Like, doesn't need to be a love interest at all. Couldn't it just be about saving the world? I mean, that's kind of what happened with Captain Marvel because there's no love interest there. Yeah, it, and also it kind of felt like he was leading the story most of the time rather than her. I mean, obviously it's him coming to the island that makes her leave. And he he just spends a lot of the film trying to stop her from doing things. Like, I get why when they're in London, he's like, you cannot walk around <laughs> looking like that. But like when she's trying to talk to the army chiefs and is really angry at them and he just is almost treating her like a hysterical woman who just needs to be shushed and quieted. And it was so frustrating to see. I got why he was doing it, but... But I don't know, was that, is that just meant to be a reflection of that time? Probably. Because yeah. that was just what was happening. But then it, that's kind of what makes me more annoyed that she then likes him because you would have thought in that case, if he's trying to shush her and get her to do things, you would have thought she'd be like, who is this mortal man? And why is he telling me I need to wear normal clothes? How dare he? Yeah. But I was also thinking about that scene where I think it's at the gala or the ball or whatever it is. And she's... It's like a slow-mo scene when she's about to hit that guy and he like grabs her wrist. And I thought about that so much that that's such um, sort of like a patronizing, almost like childish, you can't do that, like putting her on her place. It's such like a physical symbol of him proving to her that she's wrong or something. And I just reacted so strongly on that scene. I was like, why? She's a fucking goddess. Like she could probably like, burn down this house and like kill everyone like with you included oh he's clearly like trying to conform to what was going on at the time because he was scared of his army generals wasn't he which is why he was afraid of what she would do because he was just afraid yeah because actually he only promised her to take her to ariel ariel no ariel's the little mermaid Oh my god, I might have enjoyed this film more if like <laughs> that is a mermaid had turned up. That's because we was colouring with my sister, the little mermaid in Ursula. Aries. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, she didn't ask for your opinion. Yeah. You said you wanted to take him to Aries. Take her to Aries. That's your job done. Mm-hmm. And it's annoying that although Aries is the is a real person and he does exist. It's kind of annoying that Steve is right because the whole film he's like, it's not going to make any difference if you kill Ares. And then he obviously ends up being right. Ares explains, I'm just giving them little nudges to make them more diabolical, but they're killing themselves. It's not me. Killing me won't Mm. stop that, which is obviously what happens. Yeah. I suppose that's why she was quite naive as an individual. Mm. And that did come across. And I think that was a big weakness in her character. Like she might be a goddess, but she was very naive. Yeah. But then that could be a result of having only lived on an Amazonian island and mm. having to think about bad negative things. And her mum lied to her as well about who she was. Because she spends the whole film thinking that sword is the god killer and then Ares is like, no, Diana, it's you. She's like, what? No, can't be. The only thing I do like is that she doesn't listen to him a lot of the time. So he tells her obviously not to go into the gala. She's like, Pfft. I'm going to steal this woman's dress and go in. And then also with the no man's land scene when he's like, you can't save everyone, so don't bother. But again, he was kind of right about that because then evil guy shoots his, the the gas. (laughs) This is not being described, but I was about to say his special gas. I thought that was really gross. (laughs) 
So he shoots that gas at that village, so all those people she saved die anyway, which was kind of what Steve was telling her. But I did like that she was like, this is what I'm going to do. And she climbs up into no man's land and is... But I do like that scene mm. a lot. Yeah. yeah, it is pretty cool. It made me cry the first few times I saw the film. <laughs> and it just, it was just so cool that she was, all of those men were like shooting at her and she was like able to take them head on and not be damaged by it. And it felt like something we hadn't seen from a woman in a film before, facing mm. all of these men on her own. So I liked that a lot. How many fighting scenes are there? Like, I'm just trying to think of... It's like that one, the No Man's Land. And then it's the... There's one on the beach at the start. Yeah, there's the No Man's Land sequence, which goes into In the Village, fighting in the village. Oh, yeah. And I guess at the end. And then that expands over the guy who she thinks is Ares. Mm. And then actual Ares. The Luden pass. Well remembered. Yeah, I can't remember at what point in the film it is. I think it might be in the gala. Steve says to her, I can't let you do this. And she says, what I do is not up to you. I was like, yeah, you tell him. You tell him. It is not up to him. You do your own thing. I just I just hate the romance stuff with Steve. It just felt so shoehorned in because they have like their nice dance. And then they have sex. And then it kind of isn't, just didn't make any difference to the film. Would you really, as a goddess, like, not having had dealt with men before, would you just sleep with one? I'd be like, no, I'm fine. Keep that away from me. Cheers. Realistically, she's read it in a book, but, like, I don't know. It just felt really, like, I don't know, un- not unnatural, but, like, everything was sped up. Because yeah. you'd also be like, what are you? You'd question that question of, you know, you're a guy, what does that mean? More? Yeah, it just felt weird. Um, and then particularly at the end when he gives her his watch and says, I love you. And it's only when she realises that's what he says, that she's able to like break out of whatever Aries has confined her in. And then, <laughs> so frustrating. That is like his love kind of spurs her on. Yeah, that sort of makes her, reminds her of the good that are in people too, that it's not just evil. Because at the end she says, it's about what you believe. And I believe in love. <laughs> I was like, oh. Just discovered five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, you hardly know this man. I mean, I'm, I guess she would have been a lot closer to him than a normal situation because they're in high pressured emotional situations. But I, I just don't get it. I just don't believe that she would fall. I mean, she doesn't say that she loves him back, but I can see why he loves her or at least thinks he loves her. Yeah. To him, I, it must be amazing. Like, oh my God, she's stunning and she's fighting and she's really cool. Wow. And she walks around with a sword. This woman's awesome. But for her, I'm like, I don't get it. Don't get it, Diana. No. Yeah, I just find it unbelievable. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. Maybe other people enjoy it. But I just, like with Captain Marvel, it, it didn't, I didn't watch that thinking, oh, I wish she'd like kiss someone. Mm. No. It was fine as it, it it didn't need that. And it felt like this felt similar to me. Okay, so in defence of male superhero films, when you take them apart, like Iron Man and whatever, Thor, (laughs) they all do have love interests, don't they? Mm. It's not not that males don't have love interests. No, but I wonder whether it, for other men, it makes them more appealing because they've got all these hot women. Whereas with this, it just felt... 
I don't know. I don't mean, maybe Patty would say the same thing that she wants her female superheroes to have hot men, and I, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I think what it felt like, yeah, like what you said about the male ones is like it's for the men to be like, oh, they're around hot women. But this one felt it, it was more for the men to go see you can get a hot woman like this. Oh yes, Wonder Woman, like being so amazing and look, isn't she? Like she's met a great guy. It still feels very much like, look, guys, you can still bag a woman like this. Mm. That's what I think doesn't sit well with it. Oh my God, you're so right. That's so right. That's that so is, oh, Yes, that is dead on. I'm so glad I can stop analysing it now. So I was like, just something is wrong. Yeah. And I think that is it. It's, she's, she's, yeah, such an above average woman and I know Chris Pine's attractive not particularly to me but I get it but yeah it's just not mm. I think I was saying to Lee like I'd get it if like a god <laughs> came yeah, along definitely because uh, Lee did you say that her and Superman have a baby it's complicated but yeah in one version of the story they do have a baby yeah that's so much more believable to me I mean complications aside like, that's who I'd see her being interested in. Um, I think, you know, I know I said it at the beginning, but it does feel like this film wasn't made for women. It yeah. was made for men. And I think that's why it just doesn't... Mm. When you're watching it, like, I really want to love it, but I just yeah. can't. Because we're, like, with the little things, like making her not taller than Chris Pine, it, it just feels like, what, like, why? It, it shouldn't... It shouldn't matter, and particularly if it's a woman directing it, why? It's just very odd, and her description of her sort of saying, but it's wish fulfillment. Like, yeah, I guess. I think one of the problems is that we don't have many of these films to to look at, Yeah. which Lee and I were also talking about yesterday, because, like, sure, have a superhero who fights in heels, but if that's, like, all we have, it just feels... It's not good, but we do now have Captain Marvel and I can't remember her name. Oh, Black Widow. Um, that film was meant to come out this year, I think. Yeah, I know it's not the same, but like Charlie's Angels, like mm. that would be a good one to go and watch and compare because when remembering watching Charlie's Angels all those years ago, the original, that felt more natural because they had a personality. And I know they're not the same because they're not goddesses and superheroes, but if we're looking at strong female characters that are like fighting, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what the fall down is. There's, there's nothing relatable because there's no personality for Diane. She's just a bit bland. She, and she doesn't really get funny lines. Um, it's mostly Chris Pine, Steve, who has, who gets to be really funny. And although there was one line I really liked where all of the army men are trying to workouts dr poison's journal and what it says and then she says something like oh it's whatever language it is and everyone looks at her blankly and she's like surely someone else in this room knew that and i quite like that because they were obviously all like oh no no one knew who is this woman who can read whatever it is yeah i think that is like isn't that pretty much the same in captain marvel as well she's not really funny is she no. I don't know. I feel like she's funnier maybe than Diana, but I can't remember. She's very sarcastic, I thought, Captain Marvel. I don't know. That's one we're going to have to do on the podcast, I think. Because I also didn't really like 
Captain Marvel that much from what I remember. No, same here. I don't know if you guys have seen Jessica Jones, the TV series on... I really like... That's a, I would recommend watching Jessica Jones on Netflix. I've only seen season one, but it's really good. And she's a lot more relatable because she, she does have a personality. And she also just looks more like a normal woman. I mean, the woman playing her is attractive, but she's not... She doesn't look like a goddess. <laughs> she just looks like a normal woman. If I remember it right, it gets pretty grimy. Like, she gets yeah. bloody and it's quite... Hard, like that fighting is pretty hardcore mm-hmm. and she gets yeah, pretty messed up from time to time even though she's strong yeah and she's i think a bit of an alcoholic and has a lot of trauma and there's just so much more to her and again actually supergirl the tv series might be a good one to compare this to because she's basically superman but as a woman and she's beautiful and stunning but she's also really relatable. <laughs> so even though she's this amazing goddess-like person, she felt really relatable to watch. And I, she's probably my favourite female superhero, just from, like, the TV shows. I have not read the comics, sorry. To anyone listening, like, ugh. She just watches the films. I haven't read any of the comics. But she's she's really cool, and she's funny, and I just find her so relatable. And, yeah, for... Diana just, I just don't really care about that. <laughs> just not really that bothered about her at all. Oh, there was also a weird bit where Steve doesn't want his friends to know that Diana rescued him. She starts to say, oh yeah, his plane crashed into the water and I pulled him out. And he's like, oh, we don't need to get into that now. Was that because she rescued him or was that because of the island? Oh, I don't know. I just took it as he didn't want... Maybe it is he was trying to cover up the island because they didn't know where she came from then, did they? Maybe it was that. Maybe we can give them that one because that bit made me roll my eyes. I was like, why? It doesn't matter that she rescued you. She's way stronger than you. The only, I think the only other thing I wanted to also mention was the difference between the Amazons' clothes between Wonder Woman and Justice League. If you have a little Google of it, it's really, really shocking. So she wears different clothes or? So in the Justice League, the women are much more scantily clad. Well, that's oh, a good picture. Not Wonder Woman herself, but the Amazonian. Yes. So I found a picture. I'll screenshot it and send it to you guys. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So for our listeners, um, I actually don't remember this in Justice League because I saw it once and was so bored by it. But the Amazons have all got their midriffs out and sort of just wearing like bikini tops and whereas in Wonder Woman they look a lot more like they're wearing armour and stuff that would protect because like imagine going into a battle and not protecting all of your vital organs and just having your tongue out being like yeah just stab me and get my liver and sure whatever it just seems so dumb. It just seems so dumb. But yeah, a lot of people are really angry about that, unsurprisingly. But Justice League, it was directed by a man. So yeah, apparently Pence was like, they're not going to look like that. They're going to be more warrior-like, which is good. But yeah, they look utterly ridiculous in Justice League. Oh, yeah, I hadn't even realised. I don't even remember watching Justice League, but that is, that's ridiculous. Mm, that's really bad. 
also doesn't make sense because the women are still look really hot in the other one. They're just also because they're still beautiful women, mm. but they're also not wearing clothes that isn't armor when they're about to go into a battle. Yeah, because the designer was female. It says there's a designer, Lindy Hemming. I don't know. Oh, what the designer for Wonder Woman was female? Yeah. yeah. Possibly. Oh yeah, the second one was designed by Michael Wilkinson. Yeah. <laughs> Someone commented on that thread saying real women want stomach armor. <laughs> <laughs> Not want, need. Yeah. Yeah. So silly. Uh, there are some more pictures. I mean, their abs look bloody impressive. And there's a picture of these two women here who have got full-on muscles on their arms. So that's nice. I mean, it's still stupid armour. So, and the reason why they're wearing literally no clothes in general is because they live on a hot island. That would be my assumption, because I was thinking about like their short skirts, but I was like, wonder if, if you were living on a hot island where there are no men around, whether you wouldn't really think about men looking at you or I, I don't know yeah but then I'm thinking if you are a warrior that live on a hot island where there probably are a lot of predators in terms of wild animals or other things that could attack you or if you go out and fight people a lot like that's your job I guess you would want to wear something that covers a lot more of your body yeah I mean unless because they're on like a a fictional made up island that Zeus created for them, whether he would have made sure there aren't any snakes that might come out. But I guess they haven't been off the island since ancient Greek times, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah, it's hard because you're watching it knowing that the male gaze is a thing. Mm. So it's hard to know why certain outfits were chosen, but I can forgive it a bit more that at least they've covered up all of their vital organs so that if someone attacks them, they're more protected. But with the Justice League outfits... Oh. So apparently, I'm just reading this Marie Claire article, that, and this is if I've got the timing right, but obviously Wonder Woman was before Justice League, mm-hmm. and so they redesigned the uniforms. So rather than just using what was already available from Wonder Woman, they redesigned the whole costume. For the Amazon women. I hadn't realised. I thought that it was like Justice League was like years ago and mm-hmm. then Wonder Woman came through. But they read, they, rather than using what was already there, they wanted more skin. Yeah, so they've gone to more time and effort to make them more scantily clad. Which is, I was saying to Lee, like one of the things that I find so weird about the CGI shoes is that's more money for them to have to CGI that in. That's a lot. You're having to pay someone to spend time to do that. Yeah. And it just feels like an awful lot of effort when it'd be so much easier just to have her in flats the whole time. Yeah. Oh, they're just, the justification is that Wonder Woman takes place 100 years in the past or Justice League is in the present. So they made slight developments to reflect that. <laughs> Such a shit excuse for them to use. Less, so you need less clothing in the modern day. Apparently. That's just... And why would those those women... Why would they change their outfits? Why would they care? So frustrating. It's frustrating when you're looking at it and you know it's just because they want those women to look sexier and be more scantily clad. So why not just... Just be fucking honest. Just be like, yeah, well... 
we want them to be attractive and this is what we thought would be more attractive i know they can't because people would be furious with them but it's frustrating hearing their score excuses of why the outfits have changed because no just silly wow does anyone else have anything to add no no just a whole high heel high high, high <laughs> heel too sad um i think it's sad because it could have been i think high heels it's just so much symbolism in high heels so there could have been I feel like such a step forward by having her in sandals or flats or whatever. Um, they could have just shown so much more progress um, than it currently does. Yeah. So yeah, I think they really screwed up a lot Agreed. I guess the only other things I would briefly mention is that Chief says something interesting about how, uh, I think Diana doesn't understand why he's not on either side in this war. And he says that the last war took everything from my people. And then Diana, I think, asks, like, who who killed his people? And he Chief points to Steve and says his people. And I thought that was quite interesting that he's... It would have been his ancestors, I guess, were killed by Steve's ancestors. And that that's referenced. And also Sammy, the uh, French guy, mentions that he wants to be an actor but says he's the wrong colour. Which was interesting that they put it in, but they really glossed over it they didn't have her saying what do you mean and then him explaining he just sort of said take me i want to be an actor but i'm the wrong color and that was just it so yeah, i just thought it might be worth mentioning that because otherwise the intersectional characters don't really have anything else to add yeah it's not on internet intersectional view it's not very good okay should we rate the film then well then sorry actually just going you know if they were on an amazonian island mm-hmm would they not all be darker, all the women? I would have thought so, yeah. Because of the sun? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I guess people from Greece have like an olive complexion. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think they would be white, because Hippolyta and Antiope are very much white women. Yeah. Like, obviously Gal Gadot is, is she from Israel? She is Israeli, because she fought, she's fought in the army, I think. I believe it's something that she had to do, that everyone has to do. Is, oh, okay, they get drafted, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she served two years in the Israel Defence Forces as a soldier, which is one of the... I think it's interesting that she's chosen to play Wonder Woman when she has actually trained to be a soldier. Anyway, yeah, they. you would have thought their skin would be much more tanned, at least, than it, than it was. Did we want to talk about that German lady or we how have we done that? No, we haven't talked about Dr. Poison. I don't know if I have too much to say. I mean, she's very intelligent, which is cool. What is the thing with her face now again? I can't remember that. So she, I, th- I think it's assumed it was an experiment that went wrong. I don't know if that's mentioned in the film or if I've made that up, but mm-hmm. at the end you see the covering she has is blown away and you see like her face is kind of almost rotted off so yeah i just assumed it was something to do with one of her experiments that went wrong but is that maybe part of her like character arc that she has been exposed to some sort of experiment that caused the trauma you don't really find anything out about her she's just creating these chemical weapons for ludendorff to use in the German army. Also, then doesn't Ares kind of take credit to say he kind of whispers the 
the ideas into her then she writes them down thinking that they're hers yes yeah, yeah. yeah. he that was one of the things he said that he just sort of gave them hints yeah so i don't i guess she doesn't even get to be that intelligent she's a, obviously she's negative like she's a bad character because she's happy to kill people so it's good that they have like an evil woman because mm. not every woman is nurturing and kind but yeah they, and they could have again there's an opportunity there wasn't there to she could have been the main protagonist i guess they wouldn't have had a female general at the time i guess because my thought would have been do you really need ludendorff if you have her but maybe that's why just because of the time that it's set in i don't know yeah. i did like the bit where steve's kind of trying to flirt with her and he very obviously is just staring at diana when she walks in and dr poison sees and is like oh well you're obviously not actually interested in me you're more interested in that stunning woman who's just walked in the room okay i don't know what rating to give this out of five because there's a lot of women in it i don't know whether maybe a three yeah the whole amazonian part where they're like training together and interacting and just building like a strong sister community together. I guess I would rate that higher than the rest of the film where she's just surrounded by men. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah, but maybe two or three, a three? I think a three. I think that's fair because they are strong women. She's a strong character. Yeah. The only thing I feel like is lacking is a bit of like body diversity. Like I get the secretary was, you know, a, a bit larger, but there isn't that. And I know she's a goddess and the Amazonians are goddesses, but you know, like, like Joe said, you know, they should be hench at least, yeah. but that, that diversity in shape isn't there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the wedges, I mean, that. <sighs> you can't fight in heels. No. So frustrating. Okay, cool. Three sounds sounds like a good a good number. What about the intersectional side? <laughs> oh, I I don't know if I'm being harsh, but like a one. I was thinking a one too. Yeah. Yeah, there are some characters in it who are white, but I mean the black Amazons I don't know if they speak. Maybe. I they, don't know. They have like a sentence because one says to her when she's a child, like, where are you going? And then there's the other one that's when they're questioning Steve on the beach and they're blaming him for the murder. Mm. They have a couple of sentences, but nothing yeah. more substantial. Yeah. And then, yeah, Samir and the chief. I didn't hate Samir's character, but it was frustrating that he was just flirting with Diana all the time and was obsessed with how beautiful she was. And then again with the chief, I don't know whether his portrayal of... Because the, the actor is Native American, but it's, it's hard, obviously to know whether it's upsetting for someone who is Native American to see his portrayal of it. I don't know. So I think a one is fair. They're there, but they're not really doing anything. No, but and, and then and then I think it's good that Diane herself is not an English actress. Mm, yeah. Like the fact that they've cast an Israeli actress to play Wonder Woman is also a plus. I don't know, like a one and a half, just for that little extra... Okay, let's go one and a half. So overall, it gets four and a half out of ten. <laughs> it's still not very good for something that was like, no, like quite a forward-thinking film. You'd won at least the female side to be five out of five, mm. but no, it'll be interesting with Captain Marvel because it's her and Samuel L. Jackson for the majority of the film. 
um, and also her best friend is a black woman. Mm. So hopefully that will score higher, but mm. we'll see. So Wonder Woman gets four and a half out of ten, which is not great considering it's the first female-led superhero movie, but maybe when we do Captain Marvel in the future that will score higher. We will see. So thank you very much to Amon and Hedvig for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and for you guys for listening, if you want to get involved in the chats and let us know what you think, um, that would be great. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Feminism. We'll be back in your ears in two weeks' time where we'll be discussing Mad Max Fury Road. So until then, bye. Bye. Bye.